politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Bottoms up, everybody. How's it going? This is Fred coming at you, episode 62. Nothing clever to say about it, so we'll get right into the introductions of who's in the house tonight, or in their house tonight. Blatto, I feel you're off to my right, so I'll go to you first. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. I mean, other than I really need a haircut. <laughs> Just like things all are... the news people on TV. Everyone looks so shaggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been getting comparisons to Donny Osmond now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sitting to your right, Blatto? Uh, well, that would be, uh, I'm going to go to the special guest. I'm going to go right to the special guest before we get to our tech support. And uh, he's been a previous guest, Mr. Biggest Wavis. Big wave. Very far right. All the way right to St. Clair Shores in the bunker. But not too far right. Yeah, good point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we kind of have, well, I wouldn't say we have the metro area surrounded here, but we're all still somewhat east siders. Um, yeah, between us and Nobs, we got a, pretty much all points of the, the counties here. Uh, just, to, just about. Uh, so it's a pleasure to have you on, as always. It's a, it's a pleasure to hear your voice, Wave. Uh, we haven't really spoken much during the isolation yeah the, the last athletic event slash social event was racquetball a few weeks ago kind of miss it i think we we're going to get right back on track right we were it just seemed like we were going to start getting to our rhythm again of, of, of steady once a week and then bang stay at home well the, the talking yam was saying we could play on easter so what do you think <laughs> but- <laughs> Yeah, but the wicked witch Gretchen says no, no, no. Well, like, oh, the vulgar talking yam said we could play on Easter. I thought so. <laughs> Not to be. So if you're to my right, then to my left uh, must be uh, knobs. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that works out geographically, but regardless, here I am. That depends which way I'm facing. <laughs> That's true. Very good point. Yes. <laughs> If you just spin around in your chair, I could eventually be on your left somewhere. Yeah, my chair does spin, actually. There you go. I was going to say 62 feels like the number of days we've been under quarantine. Yeah, um, amen. I feel like it's been 1,602. Yeah. And we've just been extended for another three weeks. Well, we knew that was coming, though. That, that, yeah. No, no shocker there. It's just that official declaration. You know, it's now reality. Well, I, I mean, there are places that are, are are looking all of May as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. There was Jeez. the chance that they were going to extend 70 days. That's what Whitmer wanted, right? 
not yeah that's what uh our uh, wonderful governor wanted um but she settled for 28 which is a good start i'm in a hurry to go back to work i'm liking this so <laughs> i'm good but but i suppose if she would have gone 70 they can always rescind it you know if we're if we're in the all clear at 45 then you just say okay we're good right i mean i I, yeah, I, I guess they could. I, mean, I, I don't think we're under martial law. Some would have you believe that. I know some people who think that. And the ones that are buying all the ammo. <laughs> that is a <laughs> that's not even a joke, Wade. That's a, that's, that's oh, Do you know how hard of a time I'm having finding ammo for my rocket launcher? It's really <laughs> kind of tough out there. <laughs> When I heard that, first thing I thought was, are they going to arm themselves against like marauding gangs of toilet paper thieves, or are they just going to shoot the virus on sight? And what what is that all about? They don't even know. <laughs> just God. I have my toilet uh, paper locked up in a gun safe. <laughs> <laughs> but where do you store your beer at? Uh, is it where the toilet paper should be? Yeah, I guess so. Speaking of beer. There it is. There. <laughs> <Nobs>. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. <laughs> boy, oh boy, though, Nobs. I, I mean, when I say speaking of beer, I'm using that term beer in the loosest of terms today. Uh, so, all right, it was my turn. Um there's a bit of a story with this one, but I'll start it off with, this is a shorts, locals, light American lager. Uh, I don't even see the IPV. What is this? It's, is it oh, it's 5.2. 5.2. Okay. That's more than I expected. 5.2 on the ABV and 11 IBU. All right. So this may not be as bad as I thought. I was, I was, I was glad to see the 5.2. Anything less than five, and I would have really been thinking, okay, we've done this before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This started, well, I got this beer back when we were all at our individual Myers. And because we were there so long trying to pick a beer, and it was just like a grab and go at this point, it was the first one in front of me, so I took it and ran home with it, basically. Uh, So, yeah, it's got a real light pour to it um no head at all real i can basically look right through it and still read my monitor it's so light and clear uh knobs yeah what is it that we're drinking i said it is a shorts locals light american lager you said there was a story was myers your story yes yeah that's my story okay is this otherwise i would not have normally purchased it that was the whole that's the punchline, I guess. So what is the story, I guess? I'm, I'm missing a lot of... He just grabbed it when we were having the, the first cluster bleep at Myers when we were yeah. trying to... Uh, this is not my beer. normal type of beer that I would purchase. So it was just a grab-and-go to get out. So you kind of felt like also this would be something that we'd all find. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a... 
I'm sure I haven't tasted it yet. It's a traditional American lager. It's a light beer. I don't even know if they put the calories on it. You know, 95 calories or whatever that might be. Um, so we're just in for, you know, good old-fashioned regular American beer drinking. Hey, wait, wait. Yep. Do, do you have a beer? I do. I, I was late to the proceedings, so I just grabbed what I had in the fridge, and that would be – do you want the whole explanation now or no? Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's 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 a Milwaukee's best light, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's kind of appropriate as far as the political bent. You think about it. Who, who's been the biggest oh. clusterfuck out of this clusterfuck that is America this week? And that'd be Wisconsin. Yes, nice, nice connector. There. Nice tie-in. Yeah. Well done. And about the only good thing out of Wisconsin this week is this beer. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. He's competing with knobs for the uh, clearest beer, though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have, you know, this is an award-winning beer. I take a lot of flack over the years. I got to tell you, it's a good drinking beer, especially as you guys know, I'm of the boating type. And uh, if summer ever comes along and boating ever comes to be again, this is what you want. Good Milwaukee's best light and enjoy it all day. Good stuff. Hey, hey wait. Actually, I've never looked, and this is a good opportunity I've never looked to see what the uh, alcohol percentage is and all that. It is 4.1%. Ha, I got to beat on that at least. (laughs) (laughs) I got to take what victories I can today. Hey, Nobs. Hey. I I poured your your beer offering in the Pottoms Up official pint glass, and it's so light I can't even see the etching. It just washes (laughs) it out. Normally, something, wrong with your, something wrong with your glass because I can see mine. Oh, normally the etching pops right out when you get a nice brown or red, but this. Okay. I, I can see mine as well. I can see, but but it must have to do with what your background is. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's. We, we've seen lighter beers actually. We've had lighter uh, IPAs. Probably. It's no Pilsner. Well, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know. I, I, I mean, a pilsner is a lager, or a lager is a pilsner. I, I, I don't quite recall, but I, you know, it's a light beer. It's a pilsner. But do you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's a very drinkable beer. I mean, I mean, th- here's my problem with this: is other than maybe a, a slightly higher alcohol content, I would be content drinking a Miller Lite. In replacement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I disagree, but that's just me. I, I think it tastes fine. For what it is, I, I think it's... Well, I'm, I'm saying very, very I like Miller Lite. I, Miller Lite's a fine beer for me. Eck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the beer snob from Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he acts all over my Miller Lite, and he has a Milwaukee mask. Holy shit. <laughs> Here's another laugh. I'm looking at the can like I've never done before. The thousands I've drank. Kitty corn to the logo on the bottom left. 100% American brewed. <laughs> you kind of hope so if it says Milwaukee's best. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what does that say about their market? Their target I, market, day? I wasn't even touching that. <laughs> uh, they drink and they vote. 
Oh, yeah. I'm male. Yeah, they're not millennial. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into that, uh, I think this beer might be the definition of meh. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly my point. I, <laughs> how could I go anything other than meh? Uh, wouldn't it be the crowning achievement of you guys years later? Somebody names a beer meh. That would be beautiful. Ah, that would be great. Yeah. Pour me a meh. <laughs> I'll take a meh. <laughs> yeah. so I gotta say, this Milwaukee's best is for me. <laughs> That's a shock. Yes. Fred, are, are you on, on meh? I'm I'm trying to be fair to this beer for what it is, and I I actually if if I put it all in context, I I kind of like it for what it is. It, that's what I was saying. Like I know what a Miller Genuine Draft tastes like, and I would take this hundred times over MGD. So mm-hmm. it, it it still tastes like a craft beer to me where a MGD would not. So I'm going to say it's actually okay for what it is. And for right now it's kind of for me. Did, did you notice the bottom tagline on the label? Uh, let's see. Beer in its simplest form. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you're talking about taking it for what it is, you know, they know that as well, right? I mean, I mean, Shorts knows what they've brewed here. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. They they accept it. See, I, is it does it work though? Like I saw this in twelve packs, so you know you don't see craft beers in twelve packs. So are they are they marketing this to be an everyday beer to replace a Milwaukee's best? Because you can get it in a 12-pack. I would say so. I think that would definitely be their target audience. But then, see, to me, that's like, well, if you're going to... That person who's going to buy a 12-pack of anything is going to buy the Miller Lite or the Bud Light. Yeah, it just comes down to who's going to, you know, carpet bomb them with advertising and merchandising. Which shorts isn't going to do. Yeah, there's your answer, I suppose. Yeah. I don't fault them for trying to go after that market at least a little bit. Uh, true, there, there's some there, there's some kudos to be given there, right? They're not they're not going to give it up. I mean, we kind of talked about this with Bell's Official, right? Bell's Official is trying to create a beer that is an everyday beer that is a brand just you know in and of itself. That's the right. way I look at it. Um, but it's an IPA and it's a very drinkable IPA, and I think it. It crosses a lot of lines in a good way. Uh, this one, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's going to capture the the Bud Light drinker or the craft beer drinker. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes being in the middle is like the worst place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but anyway, um, yeah, you, you know, you know, Fred, but I am listening to what you said, and I, I could probably elevate this into the to, to the for me category. 
I think it's pleasant tasting and, and in comparison to some beers we've had along this line, I like this one better than probably all of the other ones <laughs> that we've encountered. So yeah. yeah, as far as lager slash pilsners go, it's probably the top. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! It's the cre- it is the cream of the crap. Yeah. <laughs> and the tagline for this one? The, the upside is is it's available everywhere. <laughs> in even 12 even in twelve packs, right? <laughs> so is the virus. <laughs> hey, 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 wait! Before we get into the political topic, you touched on something, and I, I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, this business about boating, there seems to be a lot of confusion right now in Michigan as to whether boating is permissible. Yeah, at best, I'm no expert on it, even though I'm in the industry, so to speak. But um, at first, it was like no boating. And then as far as I know, at this point in time, you can go boating, but you can only be on your your dream with family members from your home. There's no rafting. You see where this is going. It's like you can go out on your boat, but you better be with your direct family that has the same name and the same address and and go out on the lake and enjoy your dream and that's that Mm. um i I was down at the marina today i'm in the industry and uh, not working just buzzing through and checking out the water and everything and yeah there's there's fishermen out there and who knows if they're from the same family and who knows if the the dnr sheriffs whoever have time to be chasing them around but you know depending on how how long this goes and how deep it goes, we'll see how they enforce it. And that's where we're at. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I, I heard the governor yeah. was really promoting the idea of kayaking instead of boating. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> that, that. That kayaking was good and boating is bad. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, our lobby got after him too. Cause I always get the emails from our lobby, the Michigan boating industries and, you got to bet they were all over them in Lansing, obviously, like every lobbyist in here in Washington, whatever. Um, but yeah, you, you, I mean, what? Where do you draw that line from walking your dog to walking your boat? I mean, come on, what's the difference? So the bigger issue is like we have a marina, and we can't launch the customers' boats, at least until May or whenever this thing, you know, they give the green light to resume normal business operations and. You know, we got some customers that are already antsy because the sun was out. What was it two days ago? It was what seventy-five, eighty degrees. It seemed like, and um, you know, our poor office staff, you know, remotely are getting phone calls and people are losing their minds. And it's like, well, we're a business and we're non-essential, so to speak, and I, we we can't launch your boat yet. And the way it is, and the place is barricaded. It's crazy. <laughs> so you can go boating, you just can't get your boat. <laughs> if you have your boat hanging at your house right now, or if you have a a little trailer and the DNR doesn't want to chase you around like these, like I told you, these bass boats and fishermen were out there going at it. So they obviously launched them from trailers, but it's just a matter of, you know, what governmental agency wants to be sitting at a, a ramp all day chasing knucklehead fishermen around. All right. So just a, just a topic that, that came up around the, uh, around the homestead today. Yeah. It's a big deal. Dude. we got a lot of, a lot of water around here and, a lot of people that want to use it and come May and June, you know, we can fully good chance we'll still be sequestered. 
and they're not going to like it, but they're going to have to follow some pretty strict rules, it sounds like. And they can all wave at me as I paddle by in my kayak. Kayak. <laughs> but now, what about a tandem kayak? Are those not allowed? You're not you better be in the same family. Oh, same family would be allowed. Oh, that, yeah, that's the way the, the rule is written right now. Okay, okay. In the same boat, at least. Gotcha. Same household, same address, whatever. So now, are you? It's, it's, I mean, I mean, the weather isn't warm enough, but are you allowed to look like you're having fun? <laughs> like, can you go tubing, or, or or wakeboarding? Like, like you know, part of this quarantine is to kind of like we're not supposed to be having fun, right? We're not supposed to act like we're enjoying this. No, right. there's no there's no fun in Soviet America. <laughs> You, know? you shouldn't be out having fun. You should be sitting home waiting for dear leader <laughs> in his little flea circus every day. What's, what are you thinking? <laughs> the flea circus. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I was curious about that, and uh, I knew you'd uh, enlighten us. Uh, That's the latest I know. Do, do I hear someone crying? <laughs> Yeah, I think I hear, I hear I hear some sobbing. What what's going on? I, I, at first, I is thought it was a low from our studio. studio. I think it's now just a whining. That's what I think it is. Oh, a whining. <laughs> who would who would be whining? And why? I think I think Jesus. there's a, a there's a whining that's happening all across the country, uh, you know, by a small minority of the people. It's it's a good portion of the people, but they're just all staying home and not going to the voting booths. Don't tell me that. <laughs> you, you 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 know how that'll set me off. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't know that at all. I mean, okay. Well, of course, so- we're we're talking about Bernie bowing out. So yeah. Well. Good. Suspending his campaign. Okay, that's okay. That's absolute <laughs> nonsense. I knew you. I knew you were in jumping. That's why I said it. That I way. knew you did. Why yeah. did they even say that? What, what is they've that? all done it though, right? Like even way back in the beginning, Yang suspended his campaign, that's right? What I mean, why did they even say that? Say, no, I'm dropping out because it's not my time, and I'm going away. And see you, bye. <laughs> I'm going back is to what ju- I used to do. Is it just so they no one can say that they quit? Or that <laughs> there's the possibility they may jump back in. When or they, or their right. names are still on ballots. I on guess, some. Yeah, Anyways, you know. bottom line is Bernie is no longer running for the Democratic. Uh, so, so that leaves Becca. one. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not even sure, uh, you know, is this, is this what we wanted? And, and, and I'm not talking about Biden in particular, but is this what we wanted to have one person at this point in the race? Is it a better thing now that we're, our, our primaries have gone to shit because of COVID to have that one person? Um, you know, I, it's, it's such a effed up year. I mean, isn't this, 
isn't the way this primary thing has kind of mixed with the quarantining helpful to Trump? Um, expand on that. What do you mean? Why well, would it help? Well, we're not out there campaigning. And, you know, right. Scott, no one's, no one's going door to door. He's not getting his message out, even if he's going to try and uh, swing towards some of those Bernie voters, which, you know, I, I could go round and round about. Should Biden be more progressive in order to attract Bernie voters? But that's not what the people that voted for him want necessarily. Right. There was a lot of people that were afraid of jumping too soon into universal health care. So Biden, they like the idea of expanding Obamacare and adding a public option. So now all of a sudden, if he turned and said, I'm in favor of universal health care to attract the Bernie voters, does he alienate the people that got him to where he's at? Like, like how, yes. should, how at this point in time. Okay, we let's we're going to talk about two things: how how Bernie should play this, and how Biden should play this. Because you know, it, you you could said the same thing four years ago: how Hillary should play this, and how Bernie should play this. Fucking Bernie's always in this conversation. <laughs> but but how, I, I'll 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 go to you, Knobs. How should Biden play this right now? First, I would like to see him actually out a little bit more. Um, I feel like during the last few weeks, he hasn't really done anything. He's done one interview recently with uh, Claire McCaskill. And I mean, that's just a softball interview. It might have been on CNN. And I don't think anybody even saw it. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but no, you have, a, you have a valid point as far as... Does he really bother with the Bernie supporters at all, being that they may not necessarily vote? Well, they got it, vote. Yeah, well, I, I, let's 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 not give that any credibility. Okay, like like is like it would be okay for a you you've said that before though. I've said what? You've said that Bernie supporters don't vote. The younger crowd does not vote. Ah, uh, those were your words. Well. It, in in mass numbers, they don't. Not you know, as a percent, they have low voter turnout. The less right. than thirty somethings, they have the worst turnout. So I guess all you got to do is surmise what percentage of them, now that he's out, technically, um, are going to align with Biden or vote for Trump or stay home, which is a vote for Trump. So I, I guess you just got to kind of figure what that sliding scale is, and uh, who, who knows what that number is. <laughs> hey, 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 Wave, I, I just got into it with uh, uh, old Spike today about uh, is a is a is a vote for anyone other than Biden or staying home a vote for Trump? And he 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 likes to believe it's more idealistic than that, and that you should vote for whoever you want and. You know, damn the outcome. That's not your problem. You vote for your principal. <laughs> Welcome to 2016, man. <laughs> well, 
I, I, I agree. I, 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 I it, it sounds really great on the surface. Oh, you know, vote for who you it believe. In. But there's the, the, the reality, right? You know. Um. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Nobs. Somehow or another, Biden's got to figure a way to start connecting, right? Because just by being on the ballot and the last man standing is not good enough. Right. So, you know, right. where are his YouTubes? Right. Where are his, you know, Facebook town halls? Where are his one on one interviews that uh, can be aired on all the major networks? Um, you know, I, there's a part of me that says he's really afraid of catching COVID. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it maybe is as a strategy, just a possibility. Because right now, obviously, to the to the sane thinking public, Trump doing enough damage to himself in a way, and then also you got third parties like the Lincoln Project or whatever. I don't know if you guys have seen some of these ads, but they're just scorching. Do you think maybe they're just setting back a little bit and letting these packs or whatever that are supposedly not aligned with them, but whatever, just you know, letting Trump have it, and then come in a little later. And lay lay more into the you know standard political game. It's a theory. No, no, I I think I think part of Biden's strategy was to lay low, um, especially once it looked like he had the nomination, even before the primaries kind of fell apart because of the pandemic. But I do believe that was his strategy. Let you know. Trump continued to, you know, put his foot in his mouth and he lays low because he is prone to gaffes and sometimes he comes across as very sharp and other times he doesn't come across as very sharp. So there's political risk every time you put him out there to a certain extent. And in a time of people like this, at least one thing, you know, a lot of people are comfortable with them. You know, I, he, I think he has more to lose, which goes, I guess, was you're saying too. He has more to lose by getting out there 100 percent right now. Probably a lot more to gain by just laying back, let let the punditry and, like I said, the Lincoln Project, whoever else, just shell away, and let Trump be Trump. Because you know? <laughs> it's we're not going to change his 40 percent of the populace. So, you know, let, let's work on that middle 10 or 20 percent that you need, especially in the Midwest or whatever it takes. In this crazy electoral college and get it done. You know, I think Biden has been laying low to a fault because like once all this stuff started locking down with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, he was so quiet that we were actually having discussions going, I think he's got it. I think he's got it uh-huh. <laughs> because he was so under underground that it was like you weren't even seeing the guy and then you've got dear leader who's figured out that he can horn in on the uh pandemic um presser every day and he's essentially running his uh campaign his little rallies his campaign rallies he'll say a couple things about the pandemic lie about them of course but then he jumps in and, and, and he's turning his daily pressers into his little campaign rallies. And his base yeah. is eating it up. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And, and um, you you got Biden, who's like almost non-existent. I agree with the comments that guns should be blazing right now, even if it's just a bunch of commercials or some YouTube videos. He doesn't have to be in front of, you know, a coliseum full of people. He just needs to be out there and showing he's active and doing something because I, I I haven't seen anything new from him in a while. And I haven't seen him either for all the reasons we've already mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I guess hopefully he starts getting out there a little bit more and, and his handlers figure out the right way to keep him in the news and minimize that risk of him coming across as um, not, not. Well, if they're doing, if they're doing canned videos and canned commercials, as we know with having a IT specialist, editing is a wonderful thing. You know, they can make him look what they want to make him look like, you know, the live stuff if he does it or not, I'm, he could be doing it, of course. And he probably should be doing this stuff like everybody else is doing from their homes, you know, on their iPads or whatever. Just just make an appearance. Let us know you're still alive, at least. Because, like I say, I haven't seen the guy in a while. <laughs> did, you see the Arnold, did you see the Arnold Schwarzenegger video that he posted? No, I didn't. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just Arnold in his kitchen with two like miniature ponies <laughs> and he's just telling people to stay safe, stay inside. With his ponies? <laughs> yeah. It, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Arnold is no Arnold is no young guy, but he's out there basically in his live stream and just saying, Hey, be safe, stay inside. And that really speaks to people, in my opinion, at least. Okay. You know, just being personable. <laughs> but we don't see that from Biden right now, do we? Well, you know, that, that, that might be an awesome strategy right now. You know, Biden and a couple ponies? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking. Little Sebastian? I was thinking maybe, <laughs> you know, he would do better with like, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple platypus or something, you know. Platypi? A couple <laughs> ostriches running around behind him. No, tigers? what I mean is <laughs> tigers. Yes, tigers. <laughs> is, 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 is instead of doing that canned kind of, you know, Trump, uh, not Trump, uh, stump speech, um, you know, on Facebook Live or something like that. Yeah, let's just see what he's doing around the house, right? You know, Hi, I'm, I'm Joe Biden and this is my, my favorite lemur, Sparky. We're just hanging out at the <laughs> Does he have a dog? I mean, people love dogs. Get him out there. Yeah, right. You know what? I'm yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my point. Is little stuff like that 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 speaks a lot more than you're trying to do an interview on CNN. It, 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 right now, it would go a long way. Yes. Right. I, I, I don't know if it would be viral, but it, it's Joe Biden, right? Edward. You know. You know. What, what what about him and Barack doing like a FaceTime or something? Holy crap! Yeah, hmm. it would be awesome. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure I'm sure Obama's going to be endorsing Biden soon enough. 
Right. Like formally better soon enough. He really should. He would have to. Just a matter of time. So, okay. So when you say he has to, does Bernie have to endorse Biden right now? Right now? Yeah, right now. No, his campaign's only suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you fucking hypocrite. No, that was a joke. I know. Um, No, and this pains me to say it because I am a hardcore Bernie supporter, but I think Bernie should have dropped out after Michigan, and I would like to have seen him immediately go ahead and support Biden. And as much as it pains me to say it, Blotto, yes, you are correct in that he should do this sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, hopefully he does. And and, and you know what? Someone asked me about Warren. Warren should do the same thing. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, and, and I understand, uh, well, I, I suppose the calculus is the longer they hold out, the more leverage they feel to get their ideals on the platform to bring in their supporters. That, that's the only thing in my mind that, that, that motivates them to stay out longer, right? Well, yeah, it pushes the agenda to the left and hopefully brings along their flock. But, but what I'm saying is if, if they don't endorse Biden, what they're basically saying is we're not going to endorse you until you get more left. Yeah, that's the leverage. Exactly. But I don't think that leverage. I think that's the only. It didn't work with Hillary, and I don't think it's going to work with Biden. I, I, I think it's somewhat idealistic of them to think that Joe is going to change his platform to bring in their voters. And I, I would rather see them say, you know what, voters, you have to change. You have to get on Biden's platform. Interesting. I, you know. There's, there are some things. Actually, if, if Joe was on this call right now, he would say there are several things that he has picked up from uh, Warren and, 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 and Sanders that he's already changed his mind on. I forget what they are. Yeah, there's been snippets of that. And, and, he, and, he, and he's been unashamed to say, I was oh, this yeah. way, and now I kind of see what they're doing. But they're not the big ones. And the big ones are, you know, you know, universal health care and basically finance reform. And, you know, those are the two big ones from Bernie and Sanders camp that Biden is still looking at in a more pragmatic way, if I may be so bold. You may. <laughs> well, then I will. Damn it. I, I mean, the, the reason I, I qualify that is because I'm in favor of universal health care. Is it pragmatic? Well, you got to keep pushing, nosing the ball to the left to get there. It, it might not happen in this administration should they win. Thank God, hope they do. Or the next administration, but obviously what we have now is is self-destructing. And if, if this didn't prove it, this, this health emergency, I don't know what did, but um, I, you just got to keep nosing the ball, you know, keep pushing it. Right. And, and, and that's, that's exactly what Biden's been saying. 
because Biden's position is let's expand Obamacare, let's add the public option. And what the public option should do is if more people gravitate towards the public option, then that starts to undercut the private insurer business. And they either have to get on board or they're going to get out because hopefully the government isn't working for a profit. So you have a true nonprofit in there offering and negotiating better health care prices and cost. So the, 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 the Biden approach is exactly what you said, Wave, and that is let's bring in the public option and then let a more organic sort of, you know, rollout or uh, uh, evolution to universal health care happen. Um, versus so biden is basically just a stepping stone versus the sanders warren approach that says if you if you like your your employer provided health care uh too bad we're going to put you on the government plan and i'm being very hyperbolic because i'm in favor of that like i'm in favor of the sanders warren plan right i mean you know when people tell me that that's where we got to go just think they're idiots (laughs) (laughs) That's where it has to go. It, it never should have been for profit. <laughs> and it, it's one way or another, it, that's where it's going to end up in our lifetime, hopefully. So, you know, and I, and I think that's why, I think that's the, the reason Biden has won this nomination. Because I, I think he isn't looked at as being so radical. I used to believe that he was going to pull in a lot of Trump voters. I, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Yeah, some of the fringe that can be gotten to, I think, but I, it'd be interesting to know the, the exact percentage on that one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got. Really you better. My better hope is that they just stay home. That's exactly right. Yep. Just stay, stay the fuck home. And you, you know, I, I used to think that Bernie was going to pull in a lot of Trump voters. If you looked at 2016 in Michigan, right? 2016 in Michigan would have gone Bernie over Trump. It went Bernie over Hillary, and there were a lot of people that had not drank the Trump Kool-Aid yet. But now we've lost those folks. I mean, for whatever reason, however this cult has evolved, the folks that were like, okay, we'll give Trump a try. We kind of like, you know, some of the crap that he spews daily, right? And so we'll give him a try, especially the 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 middle-class blue-collar folks from Macomb County. And over the last three years, somehow they've gone from, we'll give this guy a try because we hate Hillary, to we love this guy. Like, he is the Messiah. It's just bizarre to me that how, how he has flipped those people that were like, I'm voting for Trump because I hate Hillary, and now they're going to re-vote for Trump because, you know, they, they love them. Well, it's an ego thing, I think. I really think it's, they don't want to admit they were wrong, I guess. I don't know. He makes it convenient to hate and to be ignorant and get all warm and fuzzy about that, I guess. I don't know. It's the easy way. Yeah, well. I mean, I mean, should they survive this? Maybe they'll reconsider. Who knows? Fred, don't you agree that the, the folks that we know that were voting for Trump by and large, were anti-Hillary votes back yes. in 2016. 
Yes. But now they're not anti-Hillary people. They're pro-Trump people. Yeah, they're, they're, they're dug in for some illogical, unknown reason. I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you present to them, say to them, try to logic them. <laughs> they just, that's their guy and they're sticking with them. You know, country be damned, kind of thing. Like, like if you were if you were an anti-Hillary person, and you're like, okay, which I was. My only choice is Trump. So you go Trump, and you're like, okay, but you know, this guy really is an imbecile. But I'm going to go for him. How do you how do you eventually get on that train? Like, I, I you did you you just explained it. I, I I'm being rhetorical. I'm kind of asking the question after you already answered it, but. All I got to I, I got to believe is that they look at him and it makes them feel better because they know if they have a IQ of 50, they've got him beat. I, I'm not I'm not sure why else they're they're so attached to this guy other than it just makes them feel good to be alive. I, I, I don't get it. No, a big part of politics is, is is emotionality, too. It just is. And psychology and. And, so I, an ego. I, Nobody wants yeah. to admit they picked a failed candidate. Nobody. So I've never, I've never felt like that. I've never felt stupid about picking a loser. And truth be told, I haven't done that great <laughs> over the years <laughs> picking president. <laughs> you know, I'll admit it, I, it, but I've never felt stupid about it or defensive about it. It's like, you know, this is how I saw things were. That seemed to be the candidate I should vote for. Whoops, didn't win. You know, I don't understand why these people are so dug in with this clown. Are they that stupid? I, they're like, I don't know. It's a cult. It has to be a cult. One of the biggest I, I differences, one of the biggest differences that I, I observed is the, this idea on the Trumpster that he does no wrong. And, I, you know, whether whether I supported the idea of electing o Obama or Clinton or Gore or wh whoever it might have been, I, I was never all in. Like, like, you know, these were not the, the, the get-all, be-all people. They're Freaking politicians, for Christ's sakes, right? I mean, their flaws are so numerous. <laughs> and, and and yet somehow that hasn't, that that doesn't ring to the Trumpster. Well, part of it is those are politicians and Trump is Trump's not a politician. A politician. I, I, you know. Let, let, in, in their eyes, though, he's not. He's they a bought successful that. businessman. Uh, I, I think... They, they bought that line. I, I think they bought that line in 2016. Yeah. I don't think that they would say that today. I, 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 I would say I would say he's not a politician. He, he everything's political with him. Okay, we're we're gonna get into everything. Everything's a brand with him. Everything's a brand. Uh, no, I, I mean, just you know, I, I won't talk to Democratic governors. I'll only talk to Republican governors during the COVID crisis. I'll send Mnuchin or Pence That's to go talk to the Democratic governor. Okay, that's a business tactic. 
Uh, it's a no. It's a political attack. I don't think they see it that way. Huh? I think that they don't see him as a politician. But what he's doing is he's bending politicians to what needs to be done. So the Republican Party, like, I've seen tons of people who don't like Republican congressmen or women at all, but are huge Trump supporters because he's not a politician. He's just making them do what needs to be done. I call bullshit on that. Transactional. On me seeing that? Yeah, or that, or that is any sizable electorate. People that are... I don't know about sizable. Well, okay. I'm just saying that people that support Trump are wholly in favor of the Republican Party. They might not like Mitch McConnell, but they are all in on the Republican Party. And push come to shove, they would have any Republican, rather have any Republican ever, even Mitch McConnell, over a Democrat. Mitch McConnell I see has point. a 13% approval rating, and he will trounce the Democratic... <laughs> Uh, uh, running mate or running opponent yeah that fighter pilot Amy McGrath yeah Amy McGrath whom I I have donated to I have two actually uh, nice Fred get on they haven't had their primary right it's not until like August or something Uh, like like she's only one of a number of Democrats running against him probably Last I saw, she was plus minus one or two percent. No, she was she was getting close. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I, I kind of had a thought as we were talking about this last little segment here, and trying to figure out what what the hell is the matter with these people. <laughs> I really think what it goes back to is the eight years of Obama. They had a black president running their country and i think it's a it's a a recoil whiplash reaction that they don't care what dear leader does they don't care how horrible of a human being he is it's not a black president and within their hate their ignorance and their fear they find comfort with this clodhopper for some reason Right on the head. Bottoms up to that. Same same with Hillary. I'm, I'm going to do my own little yeah. bottoms up. It's, it's the same with Whitmer, too. Yeah, these people just cannot handle that a black guy or a woman can be smarter, more successful, more thoughtful, more whatever than them. And, and they lash out in a vote like that. Yeah, because I think Trump has given them the license Yep. To uncourt their pent up hate, fear, whatever it was about Obama that they didn't like. Hey, Fred. Fred. <laughs> yes. Just right in line with what you were saying, I'm looking at a Facebook post from our friend when we were talking about how may they never, ever blame Trump for anything. Mm-hmm. And you wrote, he is without sin, fault, or responsibility. Apologists unite. And he wrote, truth be told, the guy has some quirks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how flipping watered down, mamsy pamsy, 
uh, weak can you possibly be? Okay, to say the guy has some quirks. That has some quirks. Okay, but hey, you might get him. You know what? That we have made progress, Fred. <laughs> That's the guy in the fringe. We might get him. He's your um, buddy, yeah, big wave. The guy has some quirks. <laughs> this is your buddy, big wave. Well, I got a lot of buddies like that. Uh, no, this is a close buddy of yours. Oh, I got plenty yeah, of them. Yeah, but, but just uh, like, like it, it, it's almost monumental in the context of the conversation for him to come along that far to admit that he has <laughs> some quirks. He'll, he'll snap right back once he comes to his senses. Yeah, he's, he's regretting. Or his lack of senses. <laughs> Make sure you take a screenshot of that. Oh, that way you can just send We're it back to him punish. later on. We need to punish him with that. Yeah, just, just keep... the bottom line is, and and that one's a great example, and then plenty of other friends like him. You want to grab him by the lapels and try and drill some logic into him, because a lot of it's just black and white fact. It's not just opinion versus opinion. The bottom line is we just have to overwhelm them. We have, we have no that's choice. That's exactly Somehow just overwhelm yep. them. Yeah. Because because logic is not going to do it. This this pandemic is not going to teach them anything unless they die. It's one way to get rid of their vote, I guess. But um, yeah, there's there's just there's no reasoning with them, and I'm sure they feel the same way on their side versus progressives. But we are in the majority, so I guess the biggest job of Biden and all the rest of them on on the blue side is to get the asses out there. You know, and speaking of. I was wondering, what do you guys think of the sidebar? What uh, what horse do you have in the VP race? <laughs> good question. That is a good question. I think Gretchen's been sort of groomed. That woman. <laughs> that woman. From Michigan. That woman from uh, the, the Michigan, yeah. Uh, I've also heard Stabenow mentioned. Stabenow? Uh, we didn't want to get her out of the Senate, though. I mean, safe seat, I think, but... I think there's an age problem there. And, of course, there's Kamala Harris. I think she's gone. My my guess is her, her star has kind of faded. Attorney General, most likely. Uh, but, I, but I don't put Klobuchar still out of the picture. Midwest oh. is pretty important. Uh, it's going to be a woman, right? I think that. I yeah. believe so. Well, he's kind of committed yeah, there. Right. If he didn't, he'd be in big trouble. Yeah, he, he said guaranteed it pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be Harris, Klobuchar, or anyone who was running. It'll be someone yeah, else. Does, Whit, does Whitmer help him take Michigan? You know, I've been wondering about that. I had that debate with a couple friends as well. Someone mentioned, yeah, get Whitmer, be guaranteed for Michigan, I'm like, I'm not so sure about that right now. <laughs> Michigan's a little quirky. There's that word. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are fervent against Whitmer right now. Well, the the potholes aren't filled yet, and you know, I don't know. But she did, she she did win, and she she won by a, a number of points. It wasn't super close, right? She right. Um, but then she turned around and wanted to do that road tax like right out of the gate. It's just, well, that should have been people. any surprise. Well, a lot of people sure did not like it. Known it was coming. She she should have been 
more forthcoming in her campaign as to her ideas on how to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it needed to be paid for. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, t- things like um, additional taxes, gas taxes would not be uh, helpful in trying to get elected. I mean, you, ha- you have to understand the politics of it, right? I mean, if she goes out there and says, I'm going to raise the gas tax by 46 cents, does she win? Yeah. No. Probably not. That, that, that's politics. Just like picking a VP. I mean, you pick a VP to win the, the presidency, then you worry about the rest afterwards, you know? Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not sure... Uh, that that Biden wouldn't step down after a year or two. Never know. I think it's very much in the realm of possibility. Why do you say that? Because I don't think he really wants to be president, to be honest with you. I agree 100%. I've been saying that for so long, and I'm glad you said it. He does not seem to actually want to be up there. I, I think I think he felt like he had to run because of what happened in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then he wins big in South Carolina and it carries him in through Super Tuesday. And he was like, okay, there are other people that I would have had rather win other than Bernie. <laughs> but that didn't happen. And so now I'm here. Uh but I also feel like he believes he's up for the job. You know, he, he's yeah. been close enough to it his whole career uh, that I don't think he's afraid of doing it. I don't. I don't think he's worried that he can't do it. I'm just not sure that he really wants it. Yeah, you don't see that burning desire there, but he, he's the man for the times. Appears to be, and um, yeah, I, yeah, on the VP end, I. I guess I would have liked to see Elizabeth Warren there, but then again, if she can hold that seat, um, you know, she, she has the fire, even though she's up there in age also, the fire and the intellectual capacity and definitely has the, the crowds behind her. Whatever her age but I don't is, think he's gonna pick she's her. young for her age. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're, we're kind of stepping in areas that we probably shouldn't, but, <laughs> but yeah, Warren... Uh, you know, to, to go very progressive. I mean, does it does it help you at all, Knobs, if, if Biden picks Warren? No. You're, you're you're still voting for Biden only because. I yeah yeah, yeah I'm I'm voting Biden regardless. No so no but so whomever he picks doesn't help what? me. Whomever he picks doesn't help me. Okay. See, I would think it would. Like picking a, a, a very right. progressive running mate would at least help the Bernie bros, you know, uh, endear themselves a little bit more to Biden. You know, it's funny you say that because I've looked at his platform on his website. His policies aren't bad currently. What he's running on right now is fine. I'd be happy with that. It's, it's all the stuff he's done in the past. Forget the past. And everything, forget the past. No, you can't forget the past. I absolutely do. Can't How far do you history, go back and forget? I, well, no, you know what I'm interested, for the most part, as president, is what they're going to do. 
even with Trump, I mean, he was a crook, but that meant that he was going to be a crook in the office. I, I really, I, I am so much more interested in what I think they're going to do. Especially, okay, especially but their, been, their, their past is an indicator of what they could do in the future. In some ways, not in all ways. Like, okay, well, that's, uh, that's why I'm not forgetting the past. But, you know, to, to, to bring down Biden uh, for voting for the crime bill when Clinton was president, I, I'm not going to ding him for that. I, I, and, you know, there's a lot of people that would really be upset at me for saying that because it was really bad policy. But that policy was endorsed by the Democrats, by the people that voted for Bill Clinton. And, and people wanted action and they wanted hard action against what the world was seeing as this, you know, drug, you know, scourge that was, you know, all over America. And, you know, they came up with all these really hardcore core laws that ended up just being absolutely racist. But it's, it's, it's difficult for me to say that he was wrong for making that vote at that time. Kudos for the people that didn't vote like the Bernie Sanders of the world, right? There's there, I, I give credit to those that had the political fortitude to stand up and say, no, what, you know, no way this, this bill sucks. Same thing with the uh, Iraq war. I put it in the, in the same way. It's, it's hard for me to fault somebody for voting that way because they are politicians and it is what they do. And they try and take... See, you've kind, of just, you've kind of just proven my point. Why? You said exactly what I was saying. You've got someone who will vote based on what is right and their firm beliefs for someone who falls in line and basically is following orders? Not just following orders, also following, in some cases, the will of the people. Now, there's two different things going on here, right? I mentioned two. The, the crime bill, like I said, that was supported by the majority of the people. The Iraq war, there were plenty of us who were saying at the time, uh, this is all a bunch of bullshit and you're falling for it. Um, but they felt as if their constituents wanted them to go forward with, uh, you know, this notion that Iraq had, you know, eminent threat weapons of mass destruction. Well, we can uh, agree to disagree on that one. I, I don't know if we're really, I, I, just, and, uh, I, I just think that uh, I'm willing to look past the political reasons why certain votes are cast. And when you're in Washington, you're casting those votes. And when you're not in Washington and you're that outsider, then, you know, you're just given uh, pretty much a, a, a free pass on all of that stuff. And I don't think that's fair. You know, Andrew Yang never cast a vote in his life. And he never had to yeah, go way out. Okay. Um, this is what the party's doing. This is what my constituents are telling me. And this is what my heart is telling me. Tough decisions. Well, when it comes to November, I'm still voting blue. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a good boy, Nubs. 
Oh. Hey, we had uh, a lot of other things on the agenda, but I'm down. To, I'm I'm at the bottom of my glass. Yeah, I've been empty. Uh, Very of course. Drinkable. I could have had a. I could have had that twelve pack while we were here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you say we re up our brews and uh, change the topic? Okay, let's do that. Okay. Let's see what's available. All right. It's time for each and every one of us good little boys to go to our own personal troves. And since, uh, Nobs, it was your week for beer, we'll let you kick it off. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a Perrin Arctic Chill New England IPA. Um, it says this New England IPA was brewed using winter wheat to create a light, fluffy, snow-like body. I'm not sure what that means, um, but balanced with Michigan copper and Halleratu Blanc hops for gooseberry aromas and warm the Arctic to warm the coldest Arctic chills. Oof, okay, um, yeah, a lot to that. Seven percent doesn't <laughs> list the IBU. Yeah, doesn't list the IBUs at all, uh, but does say there may be some sediment. So I'm going to roll this can. Roll, baby, roll. Yeah. Just like Jim Morrison. Uh, so All right, so while he's, while he's prepping his beer there, Fred, why don't you uh, share what you have? Well, did anybody else find this same beer? Because I did not. No, I did come across some parents at a uh, at a good store that I know that has good Michigan beers uh, that I risked my life going into today. Um <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, could not find the Arctic Chill. And when when he when he posted the Arctic Chill, I was like, Ugh, "That's going to be a tough one." He's not making it easy on us. Okay. Well, I I did look for the Arctic Chill, but I could not find it. And I, as in with you trying to save your life, was not going to go to more stores than I had to. So what I did is just in the in the spirit of what Nobs picked, I got a different parent that I had not seen before, and it's called the Northern Dream IPA. Um, it's funny. I, I looking at the can, it just calls it an IPA, but if you look on their website, which I did because I was trying to get stats on it, it says it's a hazy IPA. So I'm rolling my can as well, nice. just in case. Uh, Everybody's rolling. They were rolling our cans. Um, This one comes in at a 7% alcohol. I I don't, on their website, they don't have the IBU, so I'm not sure what it is. So sounds like Nobs and I are in the same wheelhouse, except he's got the the wheat thing going on. So that's what I got. Here we go. All right. Uh, what you got, Bottle? Well, it, it's I'm, I'm glad you guys brought up the rolling thing because I may have not done that with mine, and now I'm glad I did. Um, okay, so I've gone super local. Um, this was presented to me by our friend Hefty Lefty, and it was brewed by a friend of his, who I'm also friends with, but uh, uh, you know, uh, 
sort of by, you know, secondhand uh, through lefty. Uh, he lives in Kalamazoo. Uh, and last time he stopped by, which was, of course, you know, many months ago, he dropped off a couple bottles of this and he said, try them out. Now, um, I don't have any stats on it. I don't even have a label on it. <laughs> uh, but it, but he calls it he calls it his great white IPA. And when, when, since you you mentioned rolling it, I thought I'd probably better roll mine. And sure enough, as I did that, there were a lot of black chunks that came off the bottom. <laughs> chunks. Black chunks. Black Rolling. chunks that came off the bottom. You better shake uh, that one. Well, see, that's, yeah, that's a problem, right? So as I'm rolling this thing, I'm seeing all kinds of things. I hold it up to the light. Um, but, uh, hey, you know, what the heck? It's beer. How bad can it be? <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna try out this uh, a great white IPA. Oh wow, what a weird aroma! I opened it up and it really whoa. Grabbed you by the proboscis, did it? Uh, for sure. Okay, uh, let me give this a try. Is uh, big wave? Um, did you find something in your fridge other than another Milwaukee's best? I dug deep. I uh, I went I went to the back of the back of the back of the refrigerator, and lo and behold, a little more exotic than Milwaukee's best light, Labatt Blue Light. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so we crossed the border, <laughs> and and a, fun, a funny little aside is I usually I have blue light here because once in a while in the summertime, uh, Fred and his lovely wife stop by, and I know that's a common beer for all of us. So, um, so I'm drinking Fred stock and they write real small in Canadian here. I think it's four point something percent, but it's Labatt. It's light. It's good. It's blue. And <laughs> it kind of cracks me up. I'm looking at the Milwaukee's best light can next to it. Remember I said earlier, they made a big note on the side about being hundred percent American brewed. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it on the Labatt blue. I think they kind of figured that would figure it out ourselves so <laughs> nice so i am pleased with it the bouquet is wonderful the finish is right there and uh <laughs> thanks for the beer fred <laughs> not a so, problem for our for our listeners um yeah i guess i guess we ought to say that we have big wave on for other reasons other than <laughs> his his expertise in the craft beer industry. <laughs> My amazing singing we, voice, or uh, we, we, no? We want to get your take on on politics and culture. I, uh, the beer thing. So, man, I poured mine. It is super hazy. All kinds of floaties. Some wow. are white. Some are black. I don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, filter it through a mask. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I am not. <laughs> it oh boy! Awful. Holy! <laughs> I think yours yours went bad. Oh my god! Are you sure it's a beer? Oh, I I'll never get this taste out of my mouth. Holy <laughs> crap! 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so is that a meh or is that for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that might be a whole new category. <laughs> it, it is. It is absolutely <laughs> rat gagging. Uh, it's a holy crap category. Okay. How does it compare to the blueberry beer? Uh, oh, I would. I would, I need a blueberry beer to wash this taste out of my mouth. A chaser. Right uh, no, the the lingering effect of that first sip is uh, stunning. I. I, I Okay, so that's it's 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 almost look looks like it's solidifying now that it's hit the air. <laughs> it is it's undergoing a chemical reaction it, to oxygen. Okay, so like all the floaties in it are suspended it's where they're at. It's not a beer, it's a it's a science project. <laughs> it's a like petri they're, dish. They're, they're not sinking. <laughs> I think it's got the coronavirus <laughs> on display. It's got the crud. I mean, I'm I'm debating if I really want to just you know you know kind of prank Pop Tart and say just try this. Oh God, no! <laughs> you know? Don't do that to Pop Tart. Because okay, well, you already put her through enough. Um, I'm a. <laughs> That's true. That, it took you long enough to get that one. <laughs> yeah. Being quarantined with me. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm. She's I'm gonna probably all ginned up anyways. She'd probably love it. <laughs> I can't finish this. Uh, so I'm making my way up <laughs> to get back into the trove. All right. While you do that, I'm going to talk about mine. Go grab um, a pack. This is lighter than I expected. No head on it at all. It kind of, it's got a lot of flavor up front and mellows off very nicely. Not too bitter. Not a lot of grapefruit flavor to it. But uh, pretty good. I like it. What about the color? I, I didn't catch it. Uh, it's a little bit on the lighter side. Oh, okay. Um, and there's not like any floaties in it either. For saying there should be sediment. So either they're wrong about that or I rolled it really well. Okay. But uh, what about yours? Well, I think mine is the quintessential visual IPA. It is really the, the perfect IPA color. It had about a half inch of a nice head on it. Um, bouquet, it's going to be grapefruit, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I really love. And it's and it's bitter enough that my first sip of it, and it almost took me aback a little bit. So uh, the first sip was, I think, Blotta would have hated. But mm-hmm. the second and third, it mellowed out a little bit with each one. So I, I'm I'm very happy with my pick. I'm going to say right at this point that it's probably for me. It's uh, it's all the IPA buttons. Yeah, that's fine. That's similar to this one. It hits you up front. Uh, it, it's very drinkable and smooth and. I have no black floaties in it, so it's up on blottos. <laughs> I wonder if, if, if the, the can or container that beer was in is falling apart. Delaminated. That's what it sounds like, it. because what in beer <laughs> would have multicolored particles? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm going to have to get back to Lefty on this. 
And <laughs> I have I have two bottles. Okay, so I still have one bottle on open. Oh, bottles. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he's he's gonna have to try it out for himself. I, I don't know if this was poorly made, had gone bad. Um, the the uh, the caps were tight. They were sealed uh, because they were actually laying on their side. So uh, I, I know it wasn't a matter of air getting in there. Um, when I went, when I went to my beer cooler, Pop Tart was in the kitchen and I didn't press it. I said, this is awful. And she grabbed it out of my hand. She took a sip and then immediately spit it back out into the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Let the cats try it. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think she had had it in her mouth long enough to taste. Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> and, and then she said, is that furniture polish? <laughs> I kind of want to try this. Definite meh. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I grabbed the shorts uh, Uber Goober, oh. uh, which we have done in the past, and I'm going to enjoy this beer. And it's got a strong enough peanut butter flavor here to uh, wash out whatever that was. I, I, I really don't even know. Are you going to try to gargle it to wash out the flavor? <sighs> I would gargle it because I, I think it would kill coronavirus. <laughs> I don't think it was coronavirus. I think, I think this is what, I think this is the vaccine. <laughs> so it's Fuji beer. Well, the worst tasting medicine is usually the best, right? <sighs> It, it it just must be bad. I, I, I don't I don't know uh, if it if it could possibly be made that way on purpose. Something wow. must have gone awry. <laughs> so stellar review wow. right there. But sure, I, I will think- keep another bottle on hand, and you know, whenever it is, we get to get back together. Yeah. Next time, Fred and I are over there. Yeah. Open that up. I want to try it, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not sure you should leave it in your fridge. (laughs) Well, I I would tell you, there there was this weird waft of some odor when I opened the can. Like, that wasn't like a hoppy smell. That came later. But the initial uh, smell that I got was, yeah, kind of like (laughs) WD-40. I don't think... Even Anheuser-Busch's marketing machine can get past that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was tough. Okay. Blueberry pancakes has been surpassed. Yeah, Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) I, I, I have to, you know, how delicate do I have to be to have these friends? I think he prides uh, himself on, on on his beer making. Okay, but now I know it's not easy. Remember, we had talked about I was looking at getting into making beer, and I've scrapped that project, and it can go horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you did yourself a favor. Yeah. There are no guarantees. <laughs> um, 
so with the uh, with the continued quarantine, we are changing our lives in many different ways. I would imagine. Although, mm-hmm. although Fred, I'm I'm still stuck on the idea that you're enjoying this. It suits me. I, I think I, I, I'm ready to retire. Maybe <laughs> this is my transition into retirement. I don't know. But I mean, the, the, the fact that I get up every day and I don't have to be anywhere. Well, on work days, I have to do my eight hours, but it, it's like it's a relief almost not to have a schedule knowing that, no, 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 Gretchen said I have to stay home. So I'm staying home. I, I don't need to be anywhere. And, and I really think it's like the semi-retirement mentality, and it, it suits me. I, I think that's what it is. I yeah, I, I, I just still see it as like bigger than that, and that's what gets me down about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. plus you don't know the end game, which is you know, it's part of life on all all levels, I guess. But this is a big end. Ooh, philosophical. There's, there's no end game, yeah, but. Uh, you know, actually, it's funny you brought this up because I've been thinking about if we ever get back to playing racquetball, Blotto and I, at least, in our bullshit sessions afterwards, yeah, he, or Blotto lives or works at home, from home, and I kind of wondered how he would transition to already working from home, but now having to be at home. So, To answer your question, and, and we talked about this last week, Wave, my transition is not going well. Because uh, a couple of things for me is, one, like I said, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the, the, the quarantine in the more macro level, right? I mean, I'm empathetic yeah. towards all those people that are struggling so much more than me, you, Fred, Knobs. Um, but, um, you know, my business is also very slow. So what would, you know, normally take up, you know, whatever number of hours of the day that I'd have to work, uh, that's been, you know, slashed down to minutes. I mean, I'm, I, I basically can handle my, my business in, you know, probably less than an hour most days now. Oh yeah. Ditto. And, and the other piece is a big part of my job was the travel. And one of the things that has, I, I've kind of come to realize is the travel really kept my calendar kind of somewhat in front of me because, you know, I I didn't travel every day, but I almost traveled every week, but certainly every other week. And so I I sort of knew like what day of the week it was and what date of the month it was because I had a plane ticket or an appointment coming up sometime. Oh, sure. Keeps it all in sync. And and yes, it would keep it like, you know, in, in kind of your, your purview uh, you know, oh, Monday, I got to get on a plane or, you know, next Tuesday, I got to get on a plane and you wouldn't miss next Tuesday. You wouldn't wake up on Wednesday and think it's Tuesday and miss it, you know? And, right. and now I'm doing that. I mean, I really have had a difficult time keeping track of which day of the week it is, including today. So yeah, there that, you go. that part is uh, uh, not having that, that schedule uh, is uh, definitely an adjustment for me. Interesting. You know, it was sort of a strange thing for me is um, with the engineering department, 
I'm part of at where I work. We've been having um, daily 8.30 um, WebEx meetings just to, you know, check in, let everybody know what you're working on and if you need support with something, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you're alive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, our manager says, oh, and don't don't forget you guys, Friday is a holiday. And it's just like, really? <laughs> and I forgot, I completely forgot that Good Friday is a typical holiday. It's one of our paid days off. And so today I didn't even have to work, so... It was even better than my normal. <laughs> if you can imagine, today was a holiday for me. <laughs> right, that, that is so that is so different from the way. I mean, what, when I'm working out of my house full time, you know, I'll send an email to my boss on Memorial Day, and he'd be like, "You you know, today is a holiday." <laughs> <laughs> like, like I wouldn't, because you know I'm, I, I can find myself coming down to my workstation at any point in time, and like, oh, here's an email that's interesting, and I'll say, yeah, you know what, I got a copy of my boss on it, I'll just forward it to him. Now, I could say to him, well, why, why are you replying, right? But, um, so, so when you do work out of your house, kind of on a full time basis, those holidays, they don't mean crap. They they, they 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 don't even register. It's like those oh, to me. Those are for people that have home that have headquarters <laughs> jobs that have office jobs. They don't even apply to me. Eh, I just thought it was kind of humorous. It is kind of humorous. <laughs> and of course, of, of course, Joe Reezy, she did not have a holiday today, so I just kind of circled around her as she had to work and. <laughs> You're a troll in your own home. (laughs) Grassy troll right there. Yeah, buddy. I took the dog for an extra walk today because I didn't have to be at my desk. (laughs) Anywho. Anything uh, new to share during your quarantine? Um, no, th- I'm with Fred. This has been fantastic. <laughs> I see nothing being able to, about it, guys. Being I... able to work from home for me is great. And my the only downside, in my opinion, is the collapse of the economy. The, the unfortunate people that <laughs> that cannot the depression. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> everything outside of my house basically is all bad. Hundred thousand people that are dying. Yeah. yeah okay yeah. well when you put it like that yes that, that is the way i put it absolutely i mean well, I guess, yeah. you're sounding kind of quirky <laughs> yeah. uh but i i think our topic was going to be about was it cultural impacts it, no it, and, it, uh, it local it, businesses it, it was it, it, and I, yeah it's kind of leading up to like what we're all doing to... It's a long road to that. Yeah, not really, because it's all about being in quarantine and, and what we're all doing to um, support the local economy because we have been convinced 
that the small local business is more important to uh, support than the mega corporations. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> I just like to phrase it that way. <laughs> to be my own troll. Yeah. No, I, troll I, I, I think that they are. Um, uh, but that's not to say that um, you know, big corporations also aren't hurting. I think they can weather this a lot they easier. Right. right. Uh, so let, let's start with our guest here, Wave. Yes, sir. Have Have you uh, and um, wife partner there, Miss Wave? Miss Wave. Miss Wave. Have you consciously tried to? support local businesses with like takeout or uh, curb service or anything like that um, during your, uh, your lockdown? Well, well, we've been shopping up to and including this morning. She went on a, a shopping binge um, for the next couple of weeks of substance, I guess. And uh yeah, the local you know market and actually two markets, you know Nino Savaggio's and Village Market, which are nearby to us, and um, more than supported them. But um, but on a micro level, um, have not been doing the takeout thing, or even like fast food and anything else, just on the way outside chance of transmitting this deal, because Miss Waves has. Some, uh, you know, underlying, you know, issues, health issues that if she caught this thing, it would be a doubly bad thing. Yeah. So not to drag you guys through that, but it's just a cannot take any more chances than we should of bringing anything into the house, you know, that could send her sideways. So, but, uh, so I, I, I guess technically no. Outside of going out of our way as far as eating, drinking, you know, getting carry out, like the idea of it, but it's just one more point of contact that we can't take a chance. Well, your drinking is certainly supporting the the, the global conglomerates. <laughs> so, it was nice not to bring in a nice fresh bottle of Tangray today. So you you might want to step up there and you know try and support a. <laughs> local brewer or distiller. There are good Michigan gins. Uh, yes, I know that. Uh, Got to track them down, I guess. But uh, on the whole, have, have been more or less kind of hunkered down to just what we absolutely need, and that's from you know local markets, and that's that. And uh, so I don't have a lot to share with on that end, I guess. Uh. So you, you haven't done the takeout because of your 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 concern of cross contamination, and that that's just packaging and stuff. You know, it's just, it's just one more point of contact. No, we today I I had to make a run. What I always say to the surface, you know, like we're we're, we're mole people, and um, you know, I I drop everything off in the garage, and and then we wipe it all down with a bleach solution. Oh yeah, we went through that with this this market run she did this morning. It, mm -hmm. was, it was an hour and a half <laughs> of all the stuff out of the bags, dee, 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 you know. Yeah, and it's, it's 
the right thing to do, but it's what you got to do. What? So when it comes down, go finish. I'm saying, and so when it just comes down to bringing anything else into the house, much you would love to have carry off from multiple places down in Jefferson or even Taco Bell. It's pretty bad when you start clamoring for that, but it's just one more point of contact that you're bringing packages into the house and. And especially with her health issues is not worth the risk, unfortunately. Are you, so you're doing a lot more cooking. Oh, a ton of cooking. Because up, up, up until it started, as you know, we like to go out quite a bit and socialize and try new restaurants and bars and everything else. And uh, yeah, I, if I haven't gained five, 10 pounds, I'd be surprised. Uh, so, so is the... Uh... Is there any upside to the idea that you're doing more cooking? I mean, a lot of people like that, and then you, you force yourself to try new recipes and, you know, do, you know, have a little fun in the kitchen, so to speak. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or is it just a freaking burden? And no, you'd much rather, <laughs> you know, go to the outback and well, get yourself a blue. Well, it's all fun and games and, until the morning after because I wash all the shit. So, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> So yeah, it's uh over the last three weeks has been a lot of pot and pan washing. So yeah, everything comes at a price. You know, uh, knobs. I got, I kind of feel like when it comes to supporting local, mm-hmm. the smaller communities and the outlying satellite communities actually have it a little easier than when you're in the heart of suburbia. Yes, I would agree with that as well. And I'm glad you brought that up because my little community has been so great about helping each other. And that's kind of what brought up this culture piece that we want to talk about because there are a lot of small restaurants in my area that have been adapting their um, their, their, their marketing style and what they offer to people to kind of suit this a little bit better. And there's been a lot of people supporting that. And it's been kind of restoring my faith in humanity just a little bit to seeing this. So you're saying like there's nothing like that in a, a bigger area, though, like where you are? No, I think what he was saying is that being in a bigger like suburban area we have more of the chains and the big box and all that kind of stuff versus Mm -hmm. where you live it's a lot more uh small business mom and pops right uh community-based businesses so we our choices are a little bit more varied than yours i guess but tend to gravitate more towards the big name locations Mm. correct yeah yeah you guys out there did we lose blotto uh sorry i was i was on mute accidentally oh okay okay (laughs) so i I was i was saying to myself (laughs) self self uh (laughs) Uh, going back to the uh, the previous segment, I'd mentioned that sometimes being in the middle sucks. And I think that also 
kind of translates to suburbia. In the in the urban environment, again, you have a lot of independent restaurants, small mom and pop shops, different retailers uh, that also can build that community in, in the urban area. And the same mm-hmm. thing out in the more rural area where, you know, you, you don't have restaurant row of, you know, Olive Garden followed by, uh, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah, and Longhorn Steakhouse, yeah. and all of that. Um, you know, it, as an example, uh, we ordered uh, ribs the other night um, over last week, and I would have loved to have supported um, a local barbecue place that would be in the area. I mean, it's got to be reasonable. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to drive 10 miles. Uh, and there really wasn't it. You know? So, uh-huh. so we ended up yeah. getting from Happy's Pizza. <laughs> good ribs. No, no problem there. Uh, I suppose that's supporting the local community. I mean, they're a chain. I think so. Uh, see, that's that's where it gets a little dicey for me. When when Nobbs talk, brought this up about supporting the local community, I, I started to think like so many of these restaurants, even the franchises, are owned by local people. Your McDonald's is owned by a local person. Sometimes you don't know. Sure, right? yeah. yeah. But that's not really what it's about. Correct? Right, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like what's what becomes too big? Like, I, I could have gone a little bit further away, um, you know, to go to a, a barbecue place. And they're definitely local, but they also have, like, you know, six restaurants. So do I feel like I'm really helping out the community in that? Or I'm looking for that barbecue place that has one location and they're doing everything they can to do curbside and stay afloat. You, you see what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting at? Well, yeah, that's kind of the gray area, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know me me personally, my takeout has plummeted during all of this, but the few times that I have, I've been making a conscious decision to go after those local one-location restaurants. Yeah, because you're not that, seeing that, the franchise being that, that, yeah. You know, what I've tried to do is that I don't know that we're so much going out of our way to, like, order in food from different places to support that way any more than we did when we were pre-virus kind of thing. But what I have done and what I have changed is that when we do go out, I am now tipping pretty generously where I never would before on a carryout because true you're carrying my bag up to the counter. Please, I'm not going to tip you for that. But now I've tried to take on a different attitude about it, and we've been giving tips equivalent to as if we were going out to eat. So... that's what we're trying to do and, you know, boost up these people. And like when we go to the grocery store, I don't even know if those people would actually take tips, but at least I'm 
<laughs> I don't think you should no, buy no, no. cash here at the grocery store. <laughs> it's like I was at Meyer today and, and I went out of my way to, to say thank you to these people. So I don't know if that helps or not. I, I did too. Absolutely. Thank but you. I did it. And I did that exact same thing. I was like, you know, thanks for, for, for holding up is what I said. Yeah. That goes a long ways. As someone who has been in a retail location, that means a lot. Y- you hope because yeah, I, I'm not going to slip him a fin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about actually uh, tipping my cashier today, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to touch my wallet in my pocket with my dirty gloves. Yeah, no, honestly, her. I'm being serious. You are being serious. I know you are. All that cross contamination. That's why it's funny. Right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to keep down the amount of things I had to touch in the Meyer store because it I figured out when the most popular time to go to Myers is today at noon. Today was crazy. Today was- I figured it out because I was in line for like an hour. Today was insane. Yeah. There. I did the same thing. Huh? Oh my gosh. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but I, anyways, I, I thought about tipping some money. It was like, I'm not going into my pockets because then <laughs> I'm going to cross contaminate myself with all this dirty ass food I just bought. And <laughs> so, yeah, I should have planned better, but I should have like held a $5 bill in between my teeth the whole time. And I could have like put it in my teeth when I was in my car before I went in and got contaminated at Meyer. I don't think anyone would want then- a dollar bill coming out of your teeth. Dollar, yeah. dollar bill. Think about Corona or no. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> A 50, maybe. 50? <laughs> we, we have a diner that we love to go to um, normally. Uh, and you guys have been there, actually. We, we've, we've gone there before. Pony. And we got some takeout from them. I think it was uh, a week before last Tuesday. So, you know, we do like the takeout Tuesday thing and support the local. Mm-hmm. And I was I was talking to her, to to the gal that was getting my food, and uh, you know she said their business is down, and they're only doing about forty takeouts a day, which is a little bit more than what they would normally do a day, but plus they would have the diner, uh, the dine in, and I'm thinking, right, yeah, forty takeouts in a day, like that's huge. You, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm that's what they were having before the virus. They were having. They would have forty 30, takeouts plus dine in. They were doing about thirty takeouts a day plus dine in. Wow. And and so I started to think, okay, am I putting my local dollars into the right place? Because I, I'm I'm learning a little bit about the restaurant business, and you know, what I've kind of you know for a small place, if I can do forty plates a day uh, take out or otherwise you can probably stay in business that probably pays the bills so you know they're they're kind of doing okay you know with a lot less staff and two cooks and 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 one person man in the register so then I think okay 
do I think they're doing well enough and they're not going to go away? Do I want to put my dollars towards someone that is struggling? It, it, it just, you can overthink it. Yeah, you definitely can. It, you know, the whole um, and I, local community thing, as I said, and then I think about, well, what about the guy that owns the Taco Bell? It's just a franchise. And, you know, what's too big is, is Brad is bad Brad's barbecue too big because he's got six locations? Yeah, I I would say, I, I would I would go to Bad Brad's. They only have a few locations, but I, I haven't gone to Taco Bell in weeks, which is unheard of. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of jolting for a taco right now or a quesadilla. <laughs> okay, Tina. <laughs> but no i uh i'm all aboard on right now supporting the local businesses especially if they've got one or two locations and tipping a little bit extra so, you know support your people your um waitresses cashiers whatever you want to call them right now bartenders bartender yeah hey i do think it's um, funny the people that are getting uh liquor to go that part I do find amazing. Yeah, I did that last week. I, I, yeah, you did mention it. Yeah, I, it's it's fantastic, and I did that on purpose because this was a local business that I love, and they were trying to adapt to this situation. Said, "Hey, this works for me, and it works for them, so I'm going to go visit that location." And it was awesome. They were only letting one person in at a time to pick up their order and then leave. So. They're being conscientious of the quarantine plus trying to be in business and local. So thumbs up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. up. Mm. So what what is everyone doing um, for Easter and Easter meals? I think we're all. I'm having a a big family gathering here. Yeah, big family gathering. (laughs) We invited the whole neighborhood (laughs) over. Yep. I'm going um, to church with Trump. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> are you are you the one that got to keep him awake? Jeez. I'm, I'm going down. To um, Joe Olstein's mega church is going to be like nineteen thousand. There you go. I'll speak into your pockets. No, Blotto, That's actually kind of a a sore spot with me right now because this is going to be the second time I think in my entire life that I will not be with my parents for Easter. Mm. Um, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. And the other Easter, I was at least able to go to a friend's house and have dinner with them. And this year I'm by myself and that's been kind of hitting me hard to be honest. Yeah, no ho- holidays always suck when things don't work out the way you want. Uh, are yep. you going to, are you going to cook anything special? Are you going to, are you going to try to observe in any way? Yeah, uh, I've actually, it was a week ago or so, I bought myself a small little ham. I'm going to throw it in the crock pot. I bought stuff for cheesy potatoes and some vegetables, and I'm going to make some rolls. Try to add some potency to it as possible. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have you know, my own little personal knobs Easter. You're still going to be super depressed, but other you know, just do what you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah cheer up. Buck up, okay. camper. <laughs> yeah. I'll call my parents and talk to them that day. But, yeah, it that part sucks, to be honest. 
Uh, Big holiday without being able to go out and see family. You know, we here's another example. We wanted to support local uh, because there were a couple of restaurants here, um, Ike's on Van Dyke and uh, Andiamo's. But again, Andiamo's is big, right? I mean, they got one in Vegas for Christ's sakes. But they all had uh, some kind of takeout Easter brunch. Uh, we were too late. Uh, the, yesterday to, to order, they were sold out. Uh, so we ended up ordering brunch or dinner, I think, from Carabas. I want to say. Some, something like that. So we have a nice meal coming, and uh, it's only the two of us. Uh-huh. Um, well, personally, we bought a a bag of jelly beans from the CVS, and we're all set. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what kind of jelly beans, though? <laughs> the off brand. They weren't yeah. even black. Off brand. Get out. Get out, Fred. CVS. <laughs> Starburst jelly man. beans or get out. <laughs> I don't do jelly beans. <laughs> oh. Well, seriously, seriously, though, Fred, what are you going to do for Easter? Um, actually, it, we're doing nothing. And uh, we made a conscious decision today that we're just not doing anything special. So so really no observance? Not, not food-wise. Um, we'll talk to my brothers and sisters that night and... We're going to do like a house party type thing. But as far as like the whole Easter thing, we're just kind of shelving it yeah, this year. Yeah, no. I mean, this is judgment-free zone. No, I, I don't care. Do you think I care? Pagan. Grassy Knoll don't care. No, I, I don't. Um, no, that's what we sort of decided today, and that's what we're doing. Uh, big way. So sad. Uh, sort of ditto Fred. Um, nothing spectacular really during the day. I'm sure Miss Waves will fricassee up something big old lunch-wise. And then uh, in the evening, we'll do our video chat with the family. Uh, same as we did last Sunday, which was a hoot. First time we did that. It was uh, It was boisterous and... <laughs> A little chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. And um, and you're able to keep up on the tech end? <laughs> Until the battery ran out. You still don't know where that charger is. <laughs> you know, that's, you, you, you inspire me to think maybe that's what I ought to do with my, with my, my sibs uh, on Easter's. Try and set up a, a group video. You should. Yeah. You should. It works pretty good. I I don't recall what the app was that we used, but it it wasn't that great. But I think this Sunday we're gonna try one called Zoom. Well Zoom is what everybody that's what it, right. Okay. Well I I I hear tell it's a better app to use, so we'll see. Yeah, Zoom's fine. Except for security issues, right? 
Oh yeah, but <laughs> every app has security. I, I, I think that thing's being. I think that whole story has been overblown. Absolutely. What What would you like to know about me? I'll tell you. <laughs> Zoom is security. I don't give a shit yet. Seriously, what? what? You want to hear me talk about Easter? <laughs> Please. I already did. Ah! <laughs> You're not observing. Yeah, we know everything. Pagan. No, that's not what I said. That, that's what you're <laughs> reading into it. Between me and my God, I'm fine. I know you. I'm are. just saying. I'm talking food wise. I know. I know. All right. Anything else to add on this? Go out and support your local businesses yep. best Absolutely. you can. Whatever that means, that's the question. What does that mean? Best you, you decide. You decide what it means and then go out and do it safely. Okay, bad brads. You're getting some business next week. Especially that Lent. I could use some part. Too. <laughs> FYI, we lost big wave, but it doesn't matter. We're bottoms upping out. So I just got a text from him. He said he was out. Oh, all righty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. As usual, big fun. Yep. Have yep. a happy Easter, and uh, we'll talk soon. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Out. Out. Politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics, and that is why you're here. Politics, I don't